into it. What's poppin', everybody? Welcome back to a son and his mother. Happy fucking what day is it? Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here and present because the main woman, Alyssa Rose, is sick. And she sounds like Squidward. And <laughs> she feels like death. So I'm in place today. Woohoo! Woohoo! Welcome. Thanks, mom. Mm, thanks, mom. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, so you're gonna have to show me the ropes, you know. Dictate. There's no ropes. We're gonna start with our gratefuls. Alright, you go first. I am grateful for this opportunity. Aw. Aw. Why not? I mean, yeah, I appreciate my kids always, but this is kind of cool. This is cool. Usually we have lists here, but now it's a one-on-one. It's a one-on-one. He's like <laughs> staring at me too. I feel like, wow. <laughs> and uh, Zane, what about you? What are you grateful for today? Um, What am I grateful for today? Well, there's a lot to be grateful for right now. And me and Liz usually write down our gratefuls, but I have to admit since moving in and this whole shebang... I have not written down any grateful. Oh, like somebody's weeks. slacking. In like weeks. I don't even know where the book is. Um, so, I mean, I have to go with the house, you know, and just, I'll also say like the house and then just the, the fact that everything's been so smooth, like no problems yet. Like even yesterday, there was that bad storm. Yeah, definitely knock on wood. I'm knocking on the floor. <laughs> um, no, yesterday there was that bad storm. No water anywhere. Like everything has been clean. Like not a worry, not a flicker. You know the lights. I love that. Yeah, it's been very, very smooth so far. No major problems. No nothing. You know. So I'll say, grateful is my grateful is how smooth. I'm writing this down, guys, as I speak. How smooth the moving process has been. Move in. Process has been. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I say how it's cute it is? It's a good thing I'm not a podcast host. So put it like that. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing, what is it? You're Thanks, doing amazing, Bob. sweetie. Um, I think it's, it's really cute. Zane was sending me message, a message last night about like wanting to winterize his sprinklers and he's gonna try to close up the pool and i adore the fact that he's like excited about doing those things like that's the excitement that comes with a homeowner being a homeowner it's like doing things yourself getting your hands dirty taken care of like i was so impressed i love that for you i do proud of you well you raised me that way you know also if you guys don't already know, what you guys do know, Zane is a huge, which I guess also is kind of my thing because I always got to Google everything if I don't know something. But Zane is by far the biggest researcher I have ever known <laughs> in my entire life. And will, I mean, if you just, for example, a TV, you're looking in a TV, mm-hmm. uh, looking to get a TV, <clears throat> and he can get lost in it and find threads and like, just he gets really passionate about it but yesterday i was like oh this is cute i was talking to ever i'm like yeah zane's looking to like close his pool and ever right away is on it he's like i'm watching videos that was awesome he sent me one video he said you should watch this one and and i said playlist listen i said not for nothing ever but he's probably watched every single one 
I didn't watch that one. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. It's a, a completely different process than we're used to. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I want Zane because he was like, oh, and you just got to add antifreeze. And I'm like, antifreeze into a pool. And he was like, it's like a different one. And, and I'm like, okay. I know. It is but different. That's it is what different. I've heard too from people that have in ground pools, like compared to what we're used to. Because growing up, we had an above ground pool. So yeah, it is very different from what yeah, I've I mean, seen. Yeah, I mean, you have to, because the, the plastics. And it's also a a different filter, too. Yes. yes. So So. um, Alyssa's uncle has a actually the same exact filter and an in-ground pool. And he does his every year. So he's going to show us the ropes a little bit and uh, help us out with that. Show us how he does it, which is great because um, want to sure save you money take and notes. do it ourselves no no definitely De- definitely and be very hands-on because the more hands-on you are the more mm-hmm. you're gonna remember yeah if just... i just sit back and yeah no yeah. i agree no because so. i want to do things myself obviously for the satisfaction and also to save money you know yeah um because that's something that i mean it's to be expected but there are so many small little expenses with owning a house that like luckily we have al and ever and sometimes myself but mainly those two that help out that are saving us a ton of money in the long run mm-hmm. you know so yeah and you had um, shout out those gentlemen her cousin and her man help with all the painting yeah. which was tremendous and yeah. you guys were very hands-on with that no it's it's very important to do shit yourself it is you know i mean maybe you feel like got what is that called like fuck bucks <laughs> you know maybe if you had fuck right. bucks you'd do things differently but i don't even think so i think like it's yours. You want it to be your baby, you know? Yeah, I it's definitely so. satisfying doing it yourself, yeah. you know, for sure. I feel like I'm learning a lot of little things that otherwise, like, I wouldn't have even thought about doing. But like mm-hmm. you said, like, I'm looking up videos and tutorials about stuff that I'm like, I don't Got know, this myself. I'm an old man now, <laughs> like, <laughs> looking up these little things. So it's funny. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, anyway, yeah. what's been popping with uh, Mama G? Same old baloney, same shit, different day. We did celebrate Anne Marie's birthday Friday. We did. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. First, like actual party, yeah, that we had because like the first one was like a move in, like free for all. This was more of like a a hey, purposeful come to this time yes for a party. It was a purposeful. Yeah, it was fun. It was very nice, um, and everybody brought something, food, um, and it was just nice. It was definitely good vibes mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, we love celebrating Emory. Facts. That was a lot of fun. And uh, hmm, what was I about to say? I was going to say something. Oh, that was the night Roger Federer retired. Yeah, I was, I was sad for the first bit of the party. But it was fun otherwise. Yeah. But I don't want smooth. Um, and then what about that new show Dahmer you started watching? Uh, How's that been? I wanted you to tell me about it in person. Okay, so... Spoiler alert, if anybody's watching, skip ahead. Um, are you planning on watching? Yeah. Okay. Well, it just, it starts off very different than I thought. Like, I think it's, it starts off sort of in like in a reverse sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like present day and then it like filters back. And it's. Oh, it's, that's cool. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, I've been hearing like, yo, it's like really fucked up and don't watch it before you go to bed and don't really? don't watch it on a, a full stomach kind of stuff. Really? And if it was a made up story, it would be fine. 
But the fact that these are facts, the fact that this happened, the fact that this, oh yeah, it's, it's a tough one for me. A few times yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. A few times we watched three episodes. Like we watched one episode and I was like, ever, if you're not interested, he's like, not interested, let's go. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, um. It's funny because like Ever learns new words, you know, everybody mm-hmm. knows Ever's not great with English, but he's learned over the last year or so the word pedophile. <laughs> and I can't even tell you how many times he said, this guy's a fucking pedophile. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Emma. He was like, this guy's so fucked up. Wait, was this guy's he a fucking pedophile. he was a murderer? He was a murderer, but um, yeah. Oh, he, oh. And he... Eight people. Jesus Christ. But I was texting you last night about his childhood, his upbringing. Oh, it's fucked. And you wonder why people get to where they are, you know? And it's like, you know, I'm not going to blame his parents or whatever, but there was a part, I'm going to get a ton of fucking hate for this, but as they're telling his story, I felt bad for him. And it's like, not for who he became, but as a child, just witnessing things he's witnessed. I don't think the, that's like it's frowned like, upon, though. I feel like that's I normal. Feel, but he became a monster. So right. the fact that I felt bad for a monster is what well, I mean. Well, you felt but bad, like you just When he was a child. Right. When he was six years old, I felt yeah, horrible had for to him, go you know? Yeah. And I can't wait to watch more. I want to mm. learn more about him. You know I love my true crime. You know, yeah, you yeah, know I love shit. this shit. But um, I I I'm so intrigued by it. It's it's crazy. I know you said you watched um, the clown. What's his name? I don't remember Casey? his name. No, it was um, I I just can't remember it. It was the the Chicago clown killer. Oh, Sean, Gacy, John oh, Gacy, Wayne Gacy. Gacy. Yeah, that's I said Gacy. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to watch that one now because I that know you mentioned great. it to me a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it was like I don't know why I just forgot. But I literally go on looking for shows, and I yeah. love documentaries because that's real shit, right? So I, I find myself just falling into it, and just I love learning about the psychology behind it, and you wonder what fucking happens in people's lives that make them so fucked up and it's like yeah this is a good documentary this is it's making me already understand only three episodes in why he is the way he is and it's Mm -hmm. it's a hard one i'm telling you there's a couple times last night i was like oh just because it's gory or yeah well you just think of how fucked up he was or the right. things that yeah, he Yeah, you're like, how is this guy even human? How is he someone who walked amongst yes, us in society? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. The John Wayne Gacy documentary wasn't like as tough of a watch as what you're describing. Like it was more just like really interesting. Like I don't think there was any like if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think there was any super gory parts or anything where I had to like turn away. Obviously it was very disturbing to learn that this was a real person who did these real things. Um but I'm curious because you're not usually one to say, "Oh, this was hard to watch." You and know, I think, you watch like horror movies, no problem. So yeah. like, that's crazy. This, I think, I think it's it's a little hard for me because I mean, a he did some fucked up shit, but because it's so real, you know, right. like, and the guy who's cast as him looks just like the real one. So what I year did this take place? Uh, I think he was caught in '91. What the fuck was it with the '80s? 
feel like there were so many big serial killers in the 80s. Was it all the coke? <laughs> I have no idea. <clears throat> but I think it was 91. And that's why I'm saying, like, the way they played it out. Yeah. It was like it started in 91, and that's, yeah, when wow. shit happened. But just seeing, his, like, trying to understand, like, his mentality of, like, why he did certain things. Or, I don't know, it was just so wild to me. I've oh. always, um, I, I want to see a stat of, like, the amount of serial killers that there are and how many of them have, like, fucked up childhoods. Because I, I, I feel like it's all of them. No? Like you were saying before, like, you feel bad for what he went through as a child. Which, by the way, I think that's a reasonable statement. Like, you don't feel bad for him as an adult and obviously what he did. Like, that's horrendous. But, like, the fact that as a, an innocent six-year-old child, like, you have to witness X, Y, Z. And you like, also... that's fucked. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's what, it, like, molds people, you know? And I feel like... Uh, not to two my own horn, but I turned out halfway decent because because I'm halfway you. decent. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gave me a great childhood and you taught me like morals and ethics and stuff. So, you know, if you don't have that and you're around really really bad stuff, you know, obviously there are people that have like shit childhoods that turn out to be great people, right. but there could That's be what I mean. the opposite. It's either you gotta kind of rise above or you just kind of go along. And I felt like he was definitely one of those that just went along with and used it as an excuse rather than trying to rise above and become a different person. But also his, um, I don't want to say too much because you're going to watch it. Um, I mean, I don't know. You're just this as fucked up and no. I just moved into a new house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to. Um, no, I, I really think it's a good watch. Really? I mean, let me watch a little more and I'll let you in on a little more but i'm i told you i'm only three episodes in but his um obviously there is mental health issues that runs in his family Mm. so that's the other thing like how much of it's a sickness and then i think there was a very oh yeah (laughs) i can't even damn (laughs) i can't because i don't want to say too much but at the same time it's just like (laughs) but that's crazy well interesting it, it's it's interesting yeah now there's a lot of good tv out there as soon as i get settled i definitely need to watch like dope sick like you're mentioning maybe one of these <sighs> that's crazy yeah. but for now i'm just on youtube watching freaking how to winter around your sprinklers <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> i love that that's amazing though it's a yeah. whole different it's isn't it a whole different like it's like holy shit like you're adulting now for real real it's you fun know? and and honestly like it's fun because I feel like this whole process has been smooth. It's been better than expected. So like it's making it fun. Like if this was, let's say we were really uncomfortable in the house and we were unhappy and everything was broken or a pain in the butt and whatever, it would make the process not enjoyable and doing things like winterizing the sprinklers, for example, would be like a a big task. Yeah. A pain in the ass was like, now it's, Everything is fun right now, and hopefully I'm not jinxing. I'm gonna knock on wood <laughs> again, <laughs> one more time. But um, yeah. Anyway, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Shall we do emails? We shall. Or we is ha- there anything else that we need to cover? Everything else good with you? Everything else is good with me. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have an update, guys, of one that we recently spoke about. It was a girl who was married. Her husband uh, just started drinking, like never drank, but just started drinking. And then became like when he drinks, he becomes like, abusive and he was throwing stuff he threw oh, you something guys are telling me this. yeah he threw something at like the mother when the daughter was there she Jesus. was four years old um but she had asked us for advice and she had said that at one of these points that his family his mom and dad came and got her and the kids from the house and like took them to safety and let him calm down. And Alyssa and I had suggested that because her parent, because his parents are well aware of what's going on, maybe sit down and give this guy with her parents' help, with his parents' help, sort of an ultimatum. Like we both agreed that we're not usually one for ultimatums, but this one was like a, when you drink, you can't stop. It's become bad. And um, she did just that. So she sat them down, her and her parents, uh, uh, sorry, his parents and her sat him down and um, did just that. So let's, uh, let me fill you in. Okay. It says, hi girls, boy, do I have an update for you? So per my last email, there have been many updates. I took your advice and I asked my in-laws for help in giving my husband an ultimatum. We sat him down and told him he cannot drink anymore It's me or the beer. At first, he was hesitant and tried giving excuses until my now four-year-old daughter stepped in. My my daughter is very smart and understands what was happening, especially after seeing it firsthand. She looked at her dad and told him that she doesn't like it when he becomes a monster. He broke down. he, He broke down hearing this from his own child. He accepted the fact that alcohol was starting to become a problem and accepted it. uh, Accepted to go to AA meetings. I also took over all the financial problems as that is my job. I left that out. I left out that the reason he has drowned in bills was mostly with him being an impulsive buyer. But besides that, he's been so much better. He'd learned to say no when anyone offers him a drink. I know it's only been about a week, but this is the start to something beautiful. Thank you both for the amazing advice. You saved my marriage. Also, congrats to you and Zane on the new home. I cannot wait for the renovation videos. And Jerry, (laughs) my cousin recently had a baby girl two weeks ago, and they were struggling with the name, and they wanted a G name as both of their names started with a G, so they wanted to keep, keep the tradition going. I suggested them the name Jerry, and they immediately fell in love. So now I have a new new niece named Jerry Darling Gomez, and we hope she grows up as beautiful as you. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like all good. Like, 
it's a definite feel good email. It's like thank God they it took the out. he took the advice. Yeah, you know he's agreeing to go to AA. Like, I mean, how else could it have turned out? I mean, you're seeing your daughter say you turn into a monster, like. Yeah, I feel like if that's break, not gonna change you, yeah, you're not gonna change, you know. So that's probably like one of the hardest things that you could probably hear as a father. Like that's tough. That's tough. So I'm glad it worked. I am so glad Holy it worked, shit. and I am completely honored. Like that's awesome. Like flattery, <laughs> like flattered, like beyond flattered. <laughs> like oh, I think I've only met like one or two other people that have the name Jerry the way you have it spelled. Mm-hmm. So I love it, too, because it's like a super unique name. You know, I'm a big fan of unique names. That's awesome. Are you, Zane? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Zane is becoming more popular. Wait, oh. can we tell a funny ha-ha? What? Was about her grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. You got to do it. Well, basically, <laughs> her dad is, or her grandpa is old school Italian, and... He just everybody's, never heard the name Zane before. But so everybody's for a long name time, is like Mike and Anthony, right? Yeah. So for a long time, he just called me Zach. <laughs> and I just like, I went with it for a while. I just was like, yeah, what's up? But then on the party, Amani was coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was just like, what happened to all the Italian names? Like, like Mike and Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa's like, Grandpa, they're not Italian. And what's the girl's name? Aaliyah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, but they're not Italian. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, no, nah, he's so wholesome, though. Uh, love it. Yeah, he's, what he's, a guy. What a guy is right. All right, so now some time for advice from me and mi madre. All right, let's get into it. So, hi, Jerry and Alyssa. What's up? <laughs> Before getting into the email, I just wanted to thank you for everything you guys do and for taking the time to give me your feedback. So I just broke up with my boyfriend of eight years and I'm having second thoughts and don't know if I made the correct choice. We got into an argument a couple of days ago because he began questioning me about why the driver car seat was too far back and why my rear view mirror was too high. I exploded and told him that it was like that because that was how I left it and to stop accusing me of cheating and also that I wished I had cheated on him so he had a reason to accuse me just to give you a summary of the argument. Now, mind you, this was not the first time he had accused me. And also, I'm quite the introvert, as in, I never go out, have only one friend, and I'm barely on my phone. So I've never given him reason to doubt me. But now the reason I'm doubting my decision is because he did explain to me that his questioning me wasn't because of insecurity, but because he didn't feel loved by me. Because honestly, I admit that I'm very bad at showing my love and rarely express my feelings which caused him insecurities about the relationship and not about me. Now, I made the decision to break up because I felt the dynamic wasn't going to work because he needs someone to give him reassurance, and I'm someone that sees no need for reassurance. But he came back with being willing to work on his part by trying not to need as much reassurance and me working on showing my love to him better. But I don't know if I'm capable... Sorry, guys. But I don't know if I'm capable of change, but also I'm aware that in a relationship that is important and, and I'm scared that I'll never be able to change it or find somebody willing enough to help me change like he is. So my question is, should I stick with my decision to break up or am I letting something go that is worth more than I think? Thanks again. Hmm. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are... 
It's eight years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of history. But um, I think it's I think it's good that you moved on. Uh, I think that you both are realizing that he needs that reassurance, that constant show of affection. That's not who you are. I think that's really big. Your love languages are very different. And I don't think you need to change or he needs to change. You need to find partners with similar love languages or at least understand what each other's love language is and respect that. But I, I don't know. I don't feel like it's worth pursuing. I don't know why. Really? Sorry. Yeah. I was going to give the opposite advice. Okay, well, good. Give the opposite. <laughs> Here's my thing. Okay. So now this is interesting because I'm a guy, right? right? I think guys by nature are sometimes bad at expressing their emotions. So like you already suggested, you know, if he's accusing you of cheating by asking you like, why is this um, mirror so high and why is the seat so far back? By the way, why what? is the mirror so high and the seat so far back? True. <laughs> True. True. I mean, why are you giving... That is a reason for him to have doubt. Right. I mean, if it's moved to a normal position, if you're maybe shorter than he is, and he's like, yo, why is the seat all the way back there? You're put, Not maybe purposefully, right. but you're putting that doubt in his mind for some reason. She did say also that it was a big, long fight, so she obviously didn't include all the details. But um, what I was just going to say is that sometimes guys have funny ways of expressing their emotions. So I don't know how that whole fight winded up turning out, but... I think you might be onto something with how, you know, he just wants more loving, essentially, and that you're not giving him that reassurance. So I think ultimately, it comes down to you figuring out what are you willing to do? And what are you like going to be happy with doing? Because I think that, you know, there's some guys out there that definitely need that constant reassurance. But there's also guys out there that just need reassurance, like once in a while. And maybe he's just that maybe if he's not feeling loved for a bit, you know, and he wants a little bit of the lovey-dovey mushiness. Mm -hmm. Maybe you give it to him like once in a while and it like scratches that itch, you know, and it doesn't have to be an everyday like, oh, do you love me? Oh, do you love me? Oh, do you love me? You mm -hmm. know, because I just feel like eight years is such a long time. No matter where you are in your life, if you're going from, let's say, 15 to like 23, like, right, that's eight years. <laughs> I think um, that's such a crucial part in your life. And then if you go from like, let's say, 23 to uh, 31 and again a super crucial time in your life so like eight years is just such a long time mm -hmm. to just chalk it up to like oh yeah we just need reassurance you know unless it was like 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 if that was always how you guys functioned and now you're just kind of sick of it i can understand that but um i would just be honest with yourself and i always i always preach this it comes down to communication like you need to have, you don't even have to talk to him and say, I want to get back. Have an open conversation with him and say, listen, like, leave it all out, leave it all out on the table and have a civil conversation. Don't yell, don't get angry because nothing will get solved that way. Have an open conversation, calmly express your um, concerns and what you guys didn't like. Because really, in my opinion, you wouldn't be asking this if you didn't still love him and want to go back you know if you were confident in your decision you'd be like yeah fuck it like thank god i'm out of there you know like you're at you sent this email because you want to have that reassurance of like if this is the right decision or not and of course we're going to give you advice but i think ultimately it comes down to you talking with him 
calmly and openly hearing what everyone has to say and then making your decision from there. Because to me, eight years is a long time to throw away over something like he just needs reassurance, especially because like I'm saying, as a guy, I think it's, he's not going to need reassurance. Well, I don't want to say he's not because I don't know him, but I think most likely he just needs reassurance once in a while, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, guys want to feel loved too. I think that's a misconception is that, you know, tough guys, they don't want to feel loved. They don't cry. This is that. But, you know, deep down they do. There's like a, a meme on the internet, mom. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like, you know, girls get compliments almost every day. A guy gets a compliment like once a year and it like makes his whole week, you know, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's the truth. So it's like, maybe he just wants to feel loved once in a while. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. So I would consider that thought and definitely talk to him openly and calmly and then make your decision from there that's my advice do you know what guys i raised that i'm proud of myself (laughs) no you should no but uh, okay so i do absolutely agree everything you said my only thing is like at the end she's saying like do i go back to him because he knows me best and like can help me to change or do i try to leave it up to somebody else and that's i'm just going to reiterate the same thing you don't have to change who you are you know like maybe having some kind of compromise but i think like zane said communication is key he should before being insecure because your seat is moved and your mirror is moved he should have been able to express to you, like, hey, I need some reassurance. Can you show me some love in? You are 110% like, correct. Don't You're let right. it get to that point. Like, he should be able to say, you know, you know, like, I know you and Lissa have had conversations where, like, hey, I'm only at a 20%, you know, today. I need you to give me a little more. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. It's like, there's days that you might need a little more for him and he might need a little more from you. And, you know, maybe I'll take back my whole statement about mm, maybe not... <laughs> just staying away from the relationship because it is a long time um but i think things as far as communication would need to change because i feel like that's such an easy like honey i'm needing some extra love in today like there's no reason why a man your man can't just express that to you in however way a man expresses that type of thing yeah. because I definitely know that there's days that I notice that ever needs a little more love and like he had a bad day at work or he's just seeming like a poopy diarrhea face. Right. You know, I'm like, Oh, let me love on him a little extra today. But I think reading the room and reading him and then him being honest and expressing himself, I think that might be able to, you know, but exactly what Zane said, get together, have a conversation what's right or wrong about the relationship that you guys had. How do you feel? What do you want from it or expect from it? Both of you, you know, and see if it is worth salvaging. Yeah. Because it is a long time. Communication is just key on both ends. Mom's right. Like, not only do I think that, you know, you guys should both communicate better or sorry that you should communicate better, but definitely him too. Like, it should never get to the point where he's like expressing his communication through insecurities. You should just straight up be like, hey, I, I don't feel like, you know, you're being loving with me lately or I'm looking, you know, like you just said, like, I want more loving essentially you Mm -hmm. know like there's ways to say that um and i think especially when you're with each other for eight years i mean speaking from experience like i would imagine there's nothing that you're not comfortable talking about at that point like you should be cool with expressing your emotions and if you're not then you really have to start communicating because like i think communication is by far the most important thing and arguably easiest in terms of like you know once you're yeah like but it is tough in the regard of like you are being extremely vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know? So it is tough, but 
Let me ask you, if you were feeling a day, if you were feeling a day, if there was a day that you were feeling like you needed a little more loving, how would you either hint at it or would you ask Liz straight up or would you, because I'm thinking like, even if he was feeling the need for a little more, Mm -hmm. maybe set a date, maybe take her out to dinner. Like maybe that little one-on-one interaction may feel that. But as a man, how do you... If you're feeling a little less, do you go about getting a little more? If that happens to you, I'm not assuming it does. Sorry. Mm, well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I am lucky enough to say that I don't have this problem with Liz often. Um, I think the closest thing that happens, which hasn't happened in a bit, but let's call it like a few years ago, um, sometimes Liz would get so wrapped up in her work where like, she just wouldn't really like, not that she wouldn't talk to me, but it just, we always said that it felt like we were roommates. roommates. Mm. So like whenever that happened, I just, we said, we talked about it once. And then if it happened again, I was like, oh, like, I just feel like we're roommates. Meaning like, you're not kissing them on the cheek or you're not, you know, giving a hug from behind. You're not being sweet. You're not calling them, you know, beautiful, handsome, cute, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you're just like literally like roommates, like no, like affection not like you know what people do and i think Mm -hmm. that's important especially like the longer you get in relationships you can't let that quote-unquote honeymoon phase die right you know like you have to be cute just like you were in the beginning of the relationship to keep that spark and of course there's going to be dips no one's perfect but i think that's where the communication comes into play because so you just have a conversation be like "Mm, starting to feel like we're roommates and then yeah readjust focus Mm -hmm. back on what's important because or just straight up say, hey, listen, like, I feel like you're being pretty distant lately. I feel like you're not showing affection. Can you show more? <laughs> you know, like, I'm a big fan of being straight up. So I would just literally say something like that. Okay. And also the last thing before we wrap up, because I know we gave a lot of advice on this. It is also a thing that maybe she's just the type of person that doesn't show a lot of affection. He wants a lot of it. And they're at the stage now where they're like, okay, they're at a crossroads. And if that's the case, that's also, like, fine. I'm not saying that, you know, this will 100% be able to work just by communication. Like, it is very real that there's people that just don't care to show a lot of affection. And there's people out there that want all of the affection. So, like you were saying, I definitely think there's some, like, truth to that. Like, if your love languages are so off, like, it's chalked. Chalk it up. (laughs) No, that's like me and Ever. Ever constantly is, like... He's just constantly looking for the physical touch. Like, mm-hmm. Ever is a very physical touch kind of guy. He wants to sit next to me. Like, even if we sat down in a booth at a restaurant to eat, his thigh's got to touch my thigh. And it's like, his elbow's got to touch my elbow. He's a very handsy-feely kind of, you know, where I am too, to an extent. Like, I love hugs. Like, I think hugs are amazing. I think it's a underrated form of, I don't know, expression. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> give me an inch okay me so I, I i can kind of feel you know but i mean that's why i'm saying i think i take back everything i said because i'm not ready to leave ever because we're very different at love languages kind of thing you know 
Um, but we communicate on it. Like I'm able to say, excuse me, can you give me an inch? And then there's times where he's able to say, can you like come cuddle? So I think that's the communication aspect that we are lucky enough to have. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't say anything and then I get pissed off and resentful. So communication is definitely key. So yeah. Listen to Zane. He's a smart cookie. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you well. Yes, definitely. Let us know Hopefully what happens. Hopefully this helps. Yeah. Let us know if you guys get back together or, or not, you know? Okay, next one. Oh, I read this, this line as Zane was talking before and my eyes popped out. It says, my husband is in love with somebody else. Hello, ladies. My husband is in love with his stepsister. They have never acted like siblings and barely talked in the last three years. Their parents have been together. All of a sudden, he talks about her all the time. They text all the time. And everything is always about her. I'm devastated. He says he's not in love with her, but I have a huge gut feeling. We have five kids, and two of them are his stepkids, and the other three are his biological kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom and have no income of my own, and I don't know what I'll do if he decides he's just done. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a heck of a lot. That's like that's like a whole novel written into this little tiny paragraph. Um, wow. Wow. Let wow. me go first. So yes, please. Here's my thing. First of all. That's fucking crazy, if that's true. I know that he's saying he's not, and you're saying you have a gut feeling. Gut feelings can be strong, and they're usually there for a reason, and in one regard or another. Um, my, my honest advice, like, maybe this isn't what you're going to want to hear, but you're saying you're a stay-at-home mom, and you have no income. You got to find a way to, to become independent so that, you know, you can be safe and secure even if by the way even if you have like family that you can stay with like that's fine but like you just can't be in that environment so trying to find a way to make some side income or get a career um stay with parents like something that you can do to get out of the situation if need be is crucial right and then like once you figure that out definitely sit down and and be like listen what's going on because the fact that you even are saying that leads me to like i don't think no one just thinks that you know what i mean like i think there's got to be some weird shit going on which mm-hmm. is why you're saying like you have this Woman's weird gut intuition. um and you know there's kids involved so it's super super tricky but definitely like maybe mom you can give like better final advice but i'll definitely say for yeah. step one it's try to find secure a way yourself. yeah to secure yourself not even be independent i take that phrasing back but find a way to um, be prepare. secure. What? Prepare. Yeah, prepare and be secure so that you can like live healthy, healthily and happily if he was gone. So whether that's like staying with parents or loved ones or, you know, close family, finding a career and getting your own place, like something like that, or not getting your own place, but having the means to get your own mm-hmm. place. Um, and then talking to him because this is very very bizarre and like to be honest i don't know mom that's all i got what do you got 
Okay. Well, the saddest thing to me right here, well, not the saddest because this whole thing is sad, but the very last sentence, she says, I don't know what I'll do if he decides he's done. Mm. Like, that's so sad that women, nah, is that, well, I, I feel, that I, I think it's really bad. I think I was in that situation too. Like, I know, and this is weird because you're my son and he's your dad, but I know I stayed with your father far longer than I wanted to. Yeah, you told us this. Because of my children not wanting to be that single mom, staying in a situation where, I I mean, thankfully I was never physically abused or anything like that. It wasn't that kind of situation. Um, But I felt the same way. I felt sort of like, who's... What am I going to do? I have three kids. Like, how am I going to survive? How am I going to do this? And I think a lot of people stay in situations far longer than they need to because they don't have a means to get away or to be self-sufficient and independent and, and live in a safe environment. So I wouldn't recommend staying there any longer than you need to because you don't have those means. Like, that's what I'm saying. Maybe prepare for this. Yeah. Also, women's intuition. I've... um Unfortunately, been in shitty situations, shitty relationships, and my intuitions, I would say maybe 75% of the time are always correct. Um, unfortunately, my past had made, has made me now make some assumptions in my recent past, which have been wrong, thankfully. Um, but I think we become so damaged and we just assume shit after a while. So you don't want that to happen to yourself either. You know, you don't want to become damaged goods because of somebody's you know like you have to stand up for yourself and for your children and be independent and be strong for yourself and for them um i think it's definitely weird that all of a sudden it's constant text it's all about her it's everything else so i definitely think like zane had said make yourself get some sort of somewhere you can go and bring your children, mm. wherever that may be, however that may be, family. Um, and then definitely you need to have a conversation with this man. And I mean, obviously you have because he said he's not doing this. He's yeah. not in love with her. But if you're feeling a certain sort of way, then he needs to adjust the way that he's presenting it. Because if he's not in love with her and there's nothing um, going on, and there's no love feelings towards her, why are you feeling that way? So he's obviously neglecting you. Yeah, and there's not, some area of neglect right, for sure. Right. So you need to be able to talk to him and say, fine, if there's nothing going on truly, you're still there's something lacking, and you need to give me what I need to feel that I'm in a healthy, loving relationship because right now I'm not feeling that from you. I think it's great advice. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry too. I hope that... The situation works out and hope this advice helped. Damn. All right, this one's all you, Zany. Zany. <laughs> me. <laughs> Zany Brady. All right. Hi, ladies. My boyfriend and I started dating right before COVID, so for majority of our relationship, we've been living at home. March to September of 2020, we were at home. Then September to December 2020, he and I lived away at school. His sister stayed away for school until April 2021. Since then, we've all been at home and his sister and I have grown closer as we see each other multiple times a week and also have been working together this summer. And I am now in the same undergrad program that she was in. So we tend to talk about these things. 
Anyway, this September, I'll be going away for school, an hour and a half drive. My boyfriend and his sister will be staying home. My parents are also moving, so I'll only be in our hometown to see my boyfriend. I'm worried that without seeing her as often, we won't be as close. And without working together, we will have less to talk about. That being said, we do have a trip planned for this December. My boyfriend, his sister, her boyfriend, and I are going away for a week in December. Alyssa, I see the relationship you have with Leah, and I hope to be as close with my boyfriend's sister. I know you and Zane have been together for years, and Aaliyah's younger. I know you guys have been close distance-wise. Did you always have a sister relationship? Any tips? Huh. Well, I'm well. not Alyssa, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, mm. And Alyssa does not have siblings. So, I mean, I'll give my best shot at this. Um, I think for me personally, like for my own relationships, people are far away. If I don't get to see them often, I think texting goes a long way, even about like little stuff. Right. So you guys said that you had like your undergrad program, um, in common. And I think that you said you're not going to be in the same program anymore, but if you can just like text her about stuff, um, that you guys have in common, like little stuff, like if there's an update in the field that you guys are interested in, or like if you guys are interested in like the same show, like let's say for example, you guys watch The Bachelorette, Bachelorette. if you guys are like, oh my God, did you see this week? Like blah, 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 this was crazy. Um, just like little shit like that occasionally, like I'm not saying you guys have to have full-blown conversations every single day over text, but I think just kind of- Keeping in touch. Keeping in touch with little, little things, making it casual and friendly and like showing that you're like thinking about her will maintain that um relationship at least in my experience and i think you know for for the fact that it's like your boyfriend's sister i i don't want to speak for Alyssa, but i think why she's close with Aaliyah is because she treats Aaliyah more like a friend than like her boyfriend's sister if that makes sense like just be a friend don't be uh oh well, this is my boyfriend's sister so i have to do x y and z like it sounds like you already have a great relationship with her so just just be your friend. The same way, yeah. yeah. Like, don't overthink it. I'm going to um, give you a piece of advice. Only like with Zane and Liz moving out, for example, and with the thought of me potentially moving out of state, um, I've always had in the back of the mind, I know Alyssa and I have spoken this a, a million times, is when you have distance between, you make a point, like you said, you already have a plans in December. When you have distance, physical distance between you, you can, when you do see each other, know that it's purposeful and the, the, the time that you spend together is going to be quality over quantity, you know, where like now you may see her all the time because you work together. You guys are going to the same, you, the same under, you know, like you have a lot of things, you see each other often, everything else. So it's like, if you're not seeing each other often, when you do, it's, it's meant with intent and it's going to mean that much more like you have to go into it like that and believing it because that's what I do. Because I think all the time I'm like, damn, everybody lives so close here. And if I was having, you know, if I was having to have to move out of state, like I would be devastated. But at the same time, I know if I came back, it would be quality time. I know it would be purposeful with intent. And that's the only thing that keeps me positive about that, you know, circumstances because I I hate to have distance. Even with you guys, I mean, you guys, I could walk here in just a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. you know, but it's different. You know, it's, oh my God, it's such a beautiful thing, actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's different than like just having you guys downstairs and stuff. So of course, I'm not going to see you as often. But now when I see you, I feel like it's more for a reason. 
And, and and I think that's important. Agreed. So like keep that in the back of your mind. You don't have to be in each other's presence to be present in a relationship. Mm, that's a oh my bar. god you love that don't you that was fire <laughs> so like i think like what zane said staying in contact texting you guys have things in common which are making you bond over school the boyfriends you know like you guys have a reason why you connected just keep that connection up that's that 100 percent. okay i think he gives a great okay. work career advice needed hi ladies and Zane, I've just been listening to the podcast since 2020 and it has become an escape for me. This is the first time writing in. Thank you both for being wise and having good humor. I laugh out loud on some at some episodes. You both are inspiring. Thank you guys for reading my email. And please be honest with any advice or feedback you might have. So one thing we always give great we always give honest advice. It's easy to be very honest with people when you not face to face with them, you know. OK, so let's get into it. Summer 2021, I got hired at a position at a well-known American corporation. It's been over a year now, and I'm absolutely miserable. To my friends and family, it might seem like I'm stable and well off. I'm moving into my dream home September of 2022 with my girlfriend, and I'm excited for this next, cha next chapter of my life. But every single day, I wake up miserable to go to work. I've struggled with anxiety most of my life, but it's gotten even worse now since I started working at this company. I can't even begin to explain the amount of overwhelming and stress I'm put under some days throughout my work week. I feel like all I ever do is work and sleep. I have no energy to do the things I want to do anymore, and I know I have to start or I'll completely lose myself. My social anxiety at work at work meetings weekly has brought me panic attacks and stress weekly. Although my numbers prove I'm great at my job, I just feel like I'm never enough. I feel like quitting every day, but I'm scared of what my friends and family may think. And now I have another huge payment starting in a couple of weeks. And I know for a fact, this job isn't all at all aligned with who I am or what I actually want to do in life. I'll be finishing school in a year and a half, but I sometimes wonder if I'll be making it through that long. I don't know if I'll find a better job than this until I get a job in the fields, but I also don't know if I can survive the mental stress and workload that this that keeps doubling up weekly. Tough love and harsh, harsh truths welcomed. Any advice at all will be helpful. Thank you guys for reading, and I hope you both have a safe, joyous day. Wow. All right, let me go first, because yes. this is stuff that I'm passionate about. Okay. So, here's the thing. I am such a big um, believer in your surroundings, your environment is so, so important to your overall happiness. If you wake up and every day you get to go into this environment that you're excited to go into, you are going to be so much happier of a person, right? If you're going into this job every day, even if you're making good money, but you're fucking miserable, get the fuck out of there, right? That's like very generic advice. Here's the thing. You did say you have a really, really big monthly payment now because you just recently purchased a house, right? Mm -hmm. They just bought a home. See, this is tough. That is tough. Because buying a house is obviously, I mean, I just freaking did it. Um, it's a huge, huge commitment. And it was something that I was 
waiting a long time like Liz was ready for a long time actually and I put it off for as long as possible because I wanted to feel ready because I knew that if we did have this big monthly payment and I was not in any position to comfortably take care of that I would feel anxious and I don't want to live with that underlying anxiety and stress every single day as it says that you are living with right now so a couple of pieces of advice number one like you know, you said you're moving into your dream home. I'm curious, like, did you close yet? I mean, it says September in here and it's September like right now. So I'm curious as if you moved in already, um, did it fall through? Can you retract your offer? Because truthfully, like I would wait if you're not happy because like, think about this. Like, even if you do get your dream home, if you have to wake up every day and go to some job that you hate, even if you're making good money and then you come home, sleep and then just rinse and repeat, you were going to be miserable. You're not going to be able to enjoy, enjoy your dream home. home. There's no purpose. There's no purpose, right? And I don't know if your girlfriend is making income to like help with this big monthly payment. If that is the case, like let's say she's bringing X amount of money. If you're able to find a side job while you finish up school, like something that maybe is, you know, not necessarily all glamorous, but something to just pay the bills until you finish school and can get that job in your field. Driving DoorDash um, or like Uber Eats, getting a job at like an Aldi or something. Like they make pretty good money for cashiers. Um, something that again is not glamorous, but something that'll at least be a change of environment, a change of pace for you and will help, you know, make this year and a half or whatever until you get your degree and finish school and get the job in your field that you're looking for. Make it more palatable, right? So like, Again, obviously, we're reading this email a bit late. Um, I wonder if you moved in already. But my first piece of advice would be like, try to not move in, you know? And obviously, if assuming that everything went well and you're moved into this house now, like, it sounds like you have your hands full with this job. But if you can, like, definitely try to find a way to find a way to make this monthly payment for a year and a half with a side income job. Mm -hmm. Like, get the fuck out of there, you know? That's really what it comes down to for me is, like, try to... Like, you're not gonna... It's gonna be so detrimental for you to stay there for another year and a half. Mm -hmm. Like, that sounds absolutely horrible. Like, I've been in positions where I'm like, fuck, I can't... Like, for example, school. Like, I hated school. I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of school, you know? So it's like... Obviously, work is a lot more stressful and, you know... The fact if you're that working you for a, a corporation... Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot more real-life stress there. Um, so I can only imagine how that is, but I would definitely recommend to financially, cause that's what it comes down to financially, try to find a way to make some side income, at least enough so that you can make your house payment and stuff and live semi comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, like, okay, if you're working at a big corporation, you're probably making good money. You are able to get a nice house, which means you're able to get approved for a decent mortgage, right? If you were to get a job, like just for example, with DoorDash, um, or like Instacart or something like that, you're obviously not going to be making as much money. So I think you have to be real with yourself and consider your happiness versus luxuries. So if you're making decent money and you are driving a BMW or if you're driving a nice new car, consider Sa- selling the car. Yeah. yeah, you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice in some regard. This isn't like as easy as, oh, just quit your job and do DoorDash. Like, no, you're going to have to make some uncomfortable sacrifices in some regards, but Again, like I prioritize my environment over everything. So mm-hmm. for me, 
Like I would find every fucking way to get out of there, and I would sacrifice eating out and driving a nice car right. and I sacrifice. Mean, if you have to eat ramen going, every night, then you eat ramen every night. That's what you have night. to do yeah. to get out of it's that because change. your environment is everything. Can I just ask you also, like, what do you think about like mind over matter in this situation? Like, they took on this mortgage. They're moving into this house. The job is miserable. But if if you go, if you wake up every morning with the mindset of, oh, I'm going into this miserable workplace, yeah, you're already setting yourself up to be miserable. I mean, a year and a half, they're gonna, this person's gonna finish school and be able to maybe find a job in their career and then move forward in life. If realistically they can't f- find something that can su- substantially hold them with this mortgage payment now. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could like fake it till you make it? Like if you yeah. go into, because that was my advice going to be like, if you can't, if the house went through and you already moved in and stuff like that, other, one other piece of advice I'm interrupting myself is if you already closed and haven't moved in, can you rent it out for something in the meantime to try to cover the mortgage? Mm, you know, that's like not a this, bad idea. you know, but okay. So say that can't be possible. The other thing to me is fake it till you make it. We all know how quick time flies, right? True. And, and if you can try to change your mindset and like lie to yourself and pretend you love it there just to get through this time to finish up school so that you can keep your house, not fault on your mortgage payments and stuff like that, that might be something that if you can't find a side hustle to make your mortgage payment, then I think this is your only way to go. My biggest thing out of this email is what are my friends and family going to think if you quit? To me, that's the least of your problems. You shouldn't give that's, a shit what they think. And you know what? They're not if living your life. If you were my child going to work, living miserable every day, I would encourage you to quit your job. Yeah. So I mean, like, you encouraged me to drop out of school. I did. Music. I did. That's true. Yeah. He was miserable. I was watching my son suffer because he wanted to do music and kind of school was interfering with that. It and was. I saw him, you know, like struggling, like, and I think any good friend or family member would see that you're miserable or struggling and support you in your decision to leave. So I know it's like I'm contradicting my advice, like, but if you can well, fake it to make it. The situation is nuanced. Like, I'm going to contradict my advice too right now in a way. Or actually, maybe I'm not, but I just thought of this as well. Um, it's it's time, if, if it's that bad, right, mm-hmm. his environment, mm-hmm. like, this is why I just said that everyone's situation is so nuanced. Because... What's important to me might not be important to you. Like you might be able to put your head down for a year and a half and just grind it out. For me, I just can't. I'm not built like that. Like right. I would fucking blow up. <laughs> like right. I'm just not. Like I would get the fuck out of there. I would consider selling the house. You just bought it. Fucking flip it. Mm. I know somebody that we know somebody. You know, right there that just did that. They bought the house. Someone bought it and then they just flipped it and they already sold it. With how crazy the market is, like I know right now the real estate market is kind of like slowing down it's not as crazy as it was Mm -hmm. and let's say july or something like that but you can probably flip it for at least break even potentially a small profit if you can find a a place to stay for right now whether it's with loved ones or if you rent a small apartment like i'm not sure where you live but maybe it's not too bad to rent or something like Mm -hmm. that fucking flip the house get rid of it because like again it's it's nuanced because i don't know your personality but just judging from you know your descriptions and 
based on my own thoughts, like I would not want to grind it out for a year and a half. I just can't. I would find a way to get out of there. I mean, I kind of been in situations where I felt like I was forced to grind it out for that year and a half. Mm -hmm. Also, I think that was a lot before stuff like Uber Eats. And I mean, listen, it depends on how I think badly you want that house and how important that is to you. Because Stuff like Uber Eats. What was the other thing you were saying? DoorDash. DoorDash. Those things, man, you can fucking just keep working and working and working and working and working. And I mean, endless opportunities to make money, you know, and there's so many other ways to make money too. So I think like Zane said, it's kind of dependent on what's truly important to you. And if you are driving a big fancy car, maybe maybe downsize to something to save you money for your mortgage. Like it's, you're going to have to make a pros and cons list. And I think that's going to be the only way you're going to make a decision is like really figuring out what's truly important. Because to me, mental health over everything. I mean, yeah, if you're miserable in life, like I agree, like I was the one who suggested like stick it out, pretend it's butterflies and rainbows and unicorns at the workplace. But if that's not you and that's not something that you could do, then you really need to sit there and what's important, you know? And Mm -hmm. maybe like Zane said, maybe sell the house or downsize your car, get some side jobs, you know? It's not a bad idea. And I I think that's what I would do because I cannot imagine waking up. Like, for example, like I, I just, I can't imagine waking up every day, going to some place I hate doing some shit that I don't care about doing, coming home late, it seems, waking up and doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and And feeling and over like again. there's no escape because yeah. now you have a huge mortgage. Payment. I would. It's a predicament. Yeah. And to be completely honest, what's holding you back, I think it's the mortgage payment. So my line of thinking is find a way to get rid of it. Um, I understand it's your dream home, but there's many other nice homes out there. And maybe, maybe you just have to accept the fact that you bought a house too early like i think in my opinion you buy a house when you're comfortable financially when those finances are comfortable it's also coming from a a source of you know you're not miserable you enjoy doing your work it's it's Mm -hmm. comfortable right Mm -hmm. like i include um your experience at work with comfortability when talking about finances it's not just about how much money you're making it's how you're getting that money are you enjoying it Mm -hmm. is it a pleasure you know because Otherwise, it's not sustainable, and it's sustainable. Like you could grind it out, but you're gonna be fucking miserable, like you mm-hmm. said you are, and like that just seems like not a fun life, you know? Yeah. I don't want to go too deep, but we have one life. You never know when your time is up, so like, why, why suffer? You know? I agree. Potentially make some sacrifices, downsize for for a better happiness, Temper, and yeah. then yeah, year and a half, you get your job in your field, you get your money up, and you buy a house then. Yeah. There you go. Mom, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has been. We should do this more. We should. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to take... <laughs> oh, wow. No, only because I don't want to take Alyssa's spot. I'll definitely <laughs> well, be a listen, guest. At least we know like, if she's ever away or like today where she's a little under yeah. the weather. At least we know we could do this. 100%. You know? 100%. Okay, guys. Well, that was fun. I appreciate Zane's filling in for her and thank you being hopefully able to if you thing. guys made it this far listening to me big shout out to you guys because i wonder who's gonna <laughs> listen to that intro and be like fuck this and just get to oh, the no, next they episode. all are, are you kidding me <laughs> they love zane <laughs> oh man okay well until next time yeah until next time thank you guys so much for listening i'm trying to remember Alyssa's outro you can good luck with that 
anchor.fm forward slash agamil i don't know a g a h m i l email a g a h m i l business podcast podcast at gmail i messed that up yeah guys i'm sorry i don't know the outro but it's been a pleasure if you don't remember the email address you could always go on our instagram if you don't already follow us there follow us on instagram and you can always hit the email button and we'll bring you right there look at you mom look at me oh my god i need to have a listen listen to this i did quite well and you know what if you don't want to wait until thursday monday and thursday you can um I don't know what it's called. Subscribe. <laughs> you can subscribe to us and you can get your episodes on Sunday and Wednesday. So you could do that too. A day early. No ads. Wait, did you say sun I think wait, what did you say before? You said Monday and Thursday? And now it's Sunday and Wednesday? Sunday and Wednesday. They get it a day before. Nice. That sounds like a good deal. <laughs> I was subscribed. <laughs> I am subscribed. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> i just took my ad no all right guys really been for real okay. thank you guys for listening thank you and i'll see you sometime mom will see you soon <laughs> okay you do- okay love, love you, you. bye <laughs>